Welcome to Cage Minds. I'm your host, Micah Frankel, and today we're going to be talking about LFA 84 with Tyler Wolverine Ray. Sir, thank you for the time. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. What has training been like, I guess, for you in lead up to what's going to be a fight next weekend? Um, you know, I mean, honestly, with all the quarantine and everything, I really haven't missed much of a beat at all. I've, I have sparred every single day throughout quarantine. Uh, lucky, I've been lucky enough to have access to some teammates who have home gyms and stuff when everything was shut down here and we couldn't get in the gym I was able to get into their home gyms and train with the likes of I was at Gilbert Burns house one day then the next day I'm sparring with Kamaru Usman in the basement of another house which is funny because now those two are fighting next week but I've been training with my team throughout the whole entire thing and uh, we've been getting it in however we have to whether it's outside or in somebody's house or in a garage or luckily the gyms opened up a little bit sooner down here than most places but we made it happen. Spoiler alert. Tyler already said it. He trains at the former Hard Knocks 365 Sanford MMA there in Florida. And he has two teammates that everybody knows are going to fight each other in July. So you brought it up right away. What was your first reaction to hearing that that was going to be a reality? I mean, honestly, I kind of – Gilbert was on a crash course to get in a title shot the way he's been fighting and performing at welterweight. And I think we all kind of knew it was going to become reality sooner than later, just not that soon. So, I mean, as a, as a teammate, I'm really happy for him because that's what you want. That's the pinnacle of the sport is you want to fight for the title. And, but at the same time, I'm also Kamaru's teammate, so it's going to be a hard fight for me to watch. But I'm happy for both of them. All I can ask is they leave the cage healthy, return to their families, and put on a good show for everyone. Is it a little different that you see Gilbert now still and Kamaru, Kamaru went to Denver to train? Does that feel a little awkward? Um, you know, I try and separate myself from all of that stuff. I just try and avoid any type of drama in any gyms, and really there hasn't been any drama at all. It's just been, I think it was already kind of an unspoken thing that Kamara was planning to go to Colorado anyways. And, I mean, there was a time when they were both in the gym at the same time, and the fight was on already, and they were mutual. They uh, they were kind with each other when Kamara went to Colorado and Gilbert been here doing his thing. So it's, it's, it's really not been awkward. I think that's a testament to our coaches and our team as far as keeping it professional and realizing what it is. Because at the end of the day, it's really just a fight. It doesn't need to be personal. It doesn't need to get drama and all that stuff. Well, last question about them. How awesome is it for you that you get to be in the same room with two of the top, you know, welterweights in the world? I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. I get to train with the champion and the number one contender in the world, and I've been doing it for the last three years that I've been down here. So it's... It's something special that I definitely am grateful for every day, and I have to remind myself to position that in sometimes because the sport can beat you up at times. But once I put into perspective where I'm at and what I get to do, it's just it's pretty awesome, honestly. And you talked, you mentioned it. There's there's a real grind in this sport, and it's not for everybody. 
What what keeps you going? Keeps you motivated? Keeps you following this dream? I mean, it's just my drive. I set out to become the best mixed martial artist in the world one day, and I fully believe that I have the abilities to do that. And I've seen it. I've tested myself. I've trained with the world champion, so I know what I'm capable of. So just keeping that my focus, no matter how hard the days get. And I've always been the type of guy that just grinds. I put my nose down and I work. I don't complain. I don't need to shout out to the world what I'm doing. I'm like a, I'm like the quiet grinder. I'm working while everybody else is sleeping. And that's always how I've been. It's what my parents ingrained in me. And I just don't know how to quit. So when things get tough, I just, I mean, get back to my roots. I'm a wrestler at heart. So that's what we do is we grind. Do you remember exactly when it was when you told yourself that, that you made that dedication, that decision? I mean, I've been watching the UFC since high school, and I started dabbling around in jiu-jitsu and boxing classes in high school. I wrestled in high school one night. did an amateur fight before I went off to college for wrestling. And then, so I wrestled for four more years in college, and then the moment that I really knew that this is what I wanted to do was when I was in Vegas for a jiu-jitsu tournament with my dad. And I had ran into Tyrone Spawn. And I just wanted to go get a picture with him. It ended up being a whole long conversation. He invited me to come to Florida to train with the Bright Zillions for a week tryout. And when I came down there that week, I was scared to death. I came down by myself. First time I had ever time anywhere by myself. And pretty much got my ass beat for the entire week by these guys. Uh, it was just a different training atmosphere. a different view. And at the end of that week, even after getting my ass beat and going home with bruises and my leg destroyed some kicks, I was like, this is what I want to do. I was like, I really want to move my life from Ohio to Florida. This is my team. This is where I want to be. This is what I need to do. And I believe I can do it. So it was from that moment on, I never really looked back. And how long have you been in Florida now? Uh, it's coming up on, it's been four years. We've been out here for four years now. Yeah, since 2016. Awesome, awesome. And right now, you have that wrestling still, those roots. Do you feel yet that you call yourself a mixed martial artist, or are you still a, a wrestler evolving? No, I, I believe that right now I can finally call myself a mixed martial artist. I haven't been able to uh, display much of my striking in my fights. My last fight, I think I got to show everybody that I'm comfortable on my feet and get to display a little bit more but there's so much more to it that people haven't seen yet and uh even through this quarantine from my last fight to this fight i've leveled up times two from like usually every fight i come out more improved but this one i just feel like i have done so much work i have really taken huge leaps and so i'm really excited to be in that display but i can mix it up i'm like i can do it on the feet i can do it on the ground it's no matter, no matter where the fight goes i'm good so I'm excited about next week, and and I'm really excited to go and show everybody that's going to be watching that I am not just a wrestler anymore. Right. Is there is there a mission to prove that point? Because you could almost imagine there would be that tagline, striker versus grappler in this Walter Waite matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't ever play into like the style versus style thing. Like, yeah, he's a striker. I'm a grappler on paper, but... He's also, uh, I'm sure he's probably got some good jiu-jitsu. I know he's not going to not know anything. And uh, it's just a matter of, I just want to be able to show everybody 
I'm going to beat them up everywhere it goes, that I'm ready for the next level, and I just want to go out and showcase my skill set and show everyone that Tyler Ray belongs in the UFC, and next week's going to be my opportunity to go and show that. Taking on, and I'm going to try his name, Macon Mendoka. I, I, I understand you didn't want to say it, neither one of us want to try to butcher it, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how to say his name either, so I was just going to let you try <laughs> you guys sure both fought. I've been saying Mason, Mason. You're on the five fight win streak. Has that helped build the momentum, or you've already had the confidence and everything that the momentum brings from what you do in the gym? Um, I mean, the five fight win streak is nice and stuff. It's good for promotional reasons and stuff, but in the fight game, you're always just as good as your last fight, is the way I look at it. And, uh, Every the next fight's always the biggest fight. When guys are saying, "Oh, this is my biggest fight to date," then they're already in the wrong headspace because every fight's a big fight. You can't treat them differently because at the end of the day, it's you and him, the ref, and the cage. Nothing changes whether it's a title fight or you're in LFA or you're in the lower regional show. So I just I don't play into any of the records. I don't play into the the fight win streaks, how people are getting finishes, whatnot. I'm just worried about. The dude across from me is trying to take my head off next week, and I treat him just like he's the world champion, and that's how I will treat everybody. I respect them, but I'm coming in there to do a job. So I try not to play into all the all that other the head game stuff, the fanfare. Well, where do you feel right now? You're making the biggest strides. There's a lot of different little points and attributes that are needed in this game that people don't even think of so sometimes people are like oh just my cage awareness you know my confidence um my fight week routine there's a lot of different things to work on what do you think you've grown the most here recently i i, I say it's the mindset honestly um, the most comfortable i felt leading up to a fight I mean, I, I guarantee you pretty much any fighter would tell you that leading up to a fight, there's always the nerves and the anxiety and fears and whatnot that your mind likes to create for yourself, but that's exactly what it is, and you have to realize that, that your mind is creating these things for you, that they're not real. The nerves are normal. If you weren't feeling nervous or any butterflies, then there might be something wrong with you. Like, it's all expected. It's supposed to be a part of the game. But learning to control that and how you respond to it is crucial. And that's one thing that I have really, really put a lot of work in is on my mindset and just making sure that I'm controlling my emotions at all times. I'm not going to let any outside forces dictate how I feel inside between my own two ears. And once you, if you can get that down, then you're already off to a good start as far as everything else because fight week, with fight week comes all kinds of unexpected things and stuff that happens that's out of your control. I mean, my last fight, my corner couldn't even come out there, so it was my dad and a teammate in my corner. I didn't have a coach in there. And they were cornered against Greg Jackson and uh, Gibson, their striking coach. I mean, it's too, like, the experience level is way out. I like, think they, they outclassed my corner tremendously, but it went out of my control. I can't do anything about it. I just knew that I had to go in there and still fight my fight. So it's a matter of keeping the mind calm and leave once you're going into fight week, just control what you can control. 
is there training or practice that you're able to do to to work to get that aspect of the game down to to calm the mental side? Yeah, I mean, I have a mental coach that I, a mindset coach that I work with. I'll do like a phone call with him, and I journal every day. I write stuff down, meditate, breathing techniques. Even that, like when you're in the cage, being able to control your breathing before the fight and during the fight, in between rounds and stuff, is huge. And uh, but yeah, those are things that I've been doing. There's some people during the quarantine they were getting antsy. Um, there were some people unsure of when they were going to fight again. It's, were you on the other side of that, able to remain calm with all this mental training and everything that you've already been doing? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, throughout this entire quarantine, I've been uh, busting my ass. Like, I feel like this has been a three-and-a-half, four-month fight camp for me because I have trained like I'm in fight camp since this began because I, I – know that I'm going to be in the UFC. It's just a matter of time. And in my head, I'm thinking, if somebody doesn't want to show up to work, then I'm the guy to call. So I've been staying ready for a short-notice UFC fight. And I'm still staying ready because you never know what could happen. They have a, I just saw they announced like 10 cards in August. And four of them are contender series, and then other ones are fights. But I'll be ready. So I'm going to go out there and handle my business next week. I'm definitely not looking past my opponent. I respect him. He's a dangerous guy comes from a good gym, but I will go out there and get another finish, and I'll be ready for the call, so nothing's really going to change. I might go home and have a pizza and one junk food day, and then I'll be right back to it. Like I pretty much live in fight camp, so training's never an issue for me. I get it in however I have to. We set a five-fight win streak. Four of those are inside the LFA. Would you expect its title shot contender series, that short notice call, those would be the three things on your radar with a victory? Yeah, with the victory next week, I'm expecting a call from the UFC. And uh, if not, I'm just going to keep on banging down that door until they let me in because it's just a matter of time before you see Tyler Ray in the UFC. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Do you think that there's a certain kind of performance or finish or it's just literally a, a when, a timing thing that will get you there? Um, I think, I don't really necessarily think it's a timing. I think that first and foremost, a win. That's, that's first. That's the most important thing, a win. Right. And then second comes a finish. Yeah, the UFC likes to see finishes. They hate decisions. So obviously next week, I'm always going for the finish and I've, I will get the finish next week. I don't know how it's going to come, when it's going to come. I'm not going to predict rounds or times or moves or anything. But when I go in the cage, I'm constantly looking for the finish. I'm not just trying to be a wet blanket in there because I know that's the rep that wrestlers get. And uh, I have had a fight like that before, and I wasn't happy with my performance, and I'm sure the fans weren't either. But at the end of the day, I got the win, and uh, that's all that matters. Because the fans want to see knockouts and all that stuff, but they're not the ones in there. They're not the ones getting paid or going home with injuries and whatnot. So first, the first thing I'm always worried about in there is just get the win. But always looking for a finish. And uh, that's my goal next week is I'm going to go out and get a finish. And I think that's what the UFC likes to see. It finishes, exciting fights. They like to see good fighters. And, and I, I believe that I'm exactly what they're looking for right now. 
to stay on the level of grind that it sounds like you had and through these months through this pandemic where people were were battling with you know depression and unsurety it, it speaks to a level of well, passion dedication and a love for the sport right yeah i mean for sure i mean i can imagine how hard it's been for some people luckily i've um it has been tough for me too i'm not going to sit here and lie to you and act like i've just been training my ass off the whole time i've been having struggles just like everyone else with finances and whatnot i have a wife that I also help provide for as well. And she's a personal trainer. So when the gym closed down here in Florida, her source of income's gone, mine's gone. Me and her are having to hustle and run to people's houses and expose ourselves potentially to people with a virus just to pay our bills. So it's been hard for us. So I've been, me and my wife have both been having to get after and just grind through this whole entire quarantine because we can't, necessarily file for unemployment like a lot of people did because we don't qualify for it and uh, the gyms weren't open so we just had to make it happen but we did and we're it's a testament to our faith and our marriage and just our mindsets my wife's a lot like me she's she's a hard worker we're big believers in god and everything happens the way it's supposed to happen and you just got to show up and do the best that you can do and uh and it's been a great quarantine honestly it's as weird as that sounds I've had some of the best memories with my wife. I've had a lot more time with her. I've been able to spend time with her and my dog and train, and we've become a lot closer, but we've also realized the vision and the future and where we're going, and we've been putting work to that for a long time. Did the call that we're you... Finally, we're excited to see the uh, all of this labor start to come to fruition and pay off for us that we've been putting away as they would say the haze in the barn we're ready to start cashing in on it so the call came at the right time that this fight was happening oh yeah i mean i've been ready i, I told my manager i was texting him last week saying if ufc needs someone so and so let me get in there but i mean i've been like that the whole quarantine and uh as soon as lfa came back i was ecstatic so of course i had to get on a show right away we're talking to Tyler Ray. You can follow him on Instagram at Wolverine underscore 170. Has there been any burnout with how you said this has been a three-month near camp? Yeah. Coming up on that. Yeah, yeah. I get, get the, uh, you face the burnout and all that stuff. Your body's too tired, but that's when you got to realize pick up on the signs and stuff. I've been doing this long enough to know that I can tell when my body is getting pushed to that limit to where I need to pull back a little bit or if it's just my me being soft or something. But that's the one thing that I've learned the most throughout this quarantine is just training without a date in mind is knowing when to push hard and when to pull back the reins. And that's been crucial. Sometimes my coaches have to kick me out of the gym and send me home because, uh, even if I'm feeling overtrained, I'm the kind of guy that if I have sprints to do later and they say I'm overtrained and go home and don't do them, I'm going to go home and think about those sprints that I am not doing and my mind turns and I just have to do them to like be able to sit and relax. So that's the kind of guy I am. And recovery has been one thing that I have stepped up tremendously throughout this because of how much I've been training. But the uh, burnout and all that stuff, it's normal. And sometimes you just take a day or two out of the gym, go do something fun with my wife, and then I'm ready to get back in the gym like 
half a day later already, but. The old school mentality is grind, grind, grind. Uh, how long did it take for you to um, embrace recovery? I mean, honestly, it was probably just recently in this quarantine. I've always done like ice bath and cryotherapy and stuff like that. But throughout quarantine, I've been implementing massage as well once a week. I've been doing uh, getting chiropractic adjustments and making sure I get the cryo at least twice a week, doing ice bath, stretching. We got this little subscription service thing that we, it's called Romwad. It's, in like, it's big in the CrossFit world, but it's like a set routine that they take you through and they have a new one every single day where you have to do slow, deep stretches. That's been really good for me. And I've been feeling so much better in the gym that now I can't not do it. Before I was just doing it because I was basically being lazy not lazy in any other aspect of life except for the recovery phase and I realized that I'm a professional athlete and my body is how I make my money so I got to take care of it what are your feelings about July 10th you get to get back to work you get to get back in the cage and do what you do I mean first thought I'm thankful I'm grateful to get in there I cannot wait I'm excited to go out and fight um and really, I mean, I'm just really excited to go out and show everybody what I've been working on. I've been putting in a lot of work silently. I'm not a big social media guy. I'm trying to get better at it because I know that's the game. But i I just been quietly putting in work. I've put my nose down, and I've just been grinding this whole entire time. And I'm really, really excited to go out there and show everyone um, all the improvements that I've made. How tiring, actually, is social media? Some people just don't understand how much of a, a second job that can be. Oh, man, it is. It's, it's very annoying because, you know, people want to see exciting posts. They want to have a good caption. Then you got to do all the hashtag stuff. And some guys get on social media and start all this, all this uh, alter ego stuff where they've created some character that shit talks and whatnot, which is not who they are. And then you see him in person, and you're like, wait, that's not the guy online. But I've never been that kind of guy. I'm not a shit talker. Um, I'm not, like, the kind of guy that goes out there to create a fake alter ego and calling people out like this and that. But it's just not what I want to represent. But I know it's also a part of the game. They like it. It's the entertainment industry. So I'm working on getting better at it. But I, I just like to try and portray the realest me that I can and, Hopefully there's people out there that like that. I'm just a hardworking guy from the Midwest who likes to get in the cage and fight people and give all the glory to God and and have some fun. I mean, that's, that's me, but it's tiring. Trust me. It's annoying, and especially if you don't like doing social media. But I'll get better at it. Mark my words. Uh, I am the same way. Even though I'm a journalist, I probably do not share all these podcasts. I do nearly enough everywhere. It, it, it's one of those things, it's, it's that extra layer, right? It's it's something also after you're tired. Yeah, and then it's just like trying to, the hardest part for me, honestly, is I'll put the picture up and trying to come up with a catchy caption is the hardest part for me. I'm not good at that. I'm always constantly searching for quotes and whatnot. And half the time when I put up some stupid caption, those are the ones that are the biggest hits, ironically, but who knows? Right, do you ever feel like that? You put some great thought into something and you get a few likes and you just put up something random that you're like, yeah, whatever, and, and then your phone starts blowing up with notifications? 
Yeah, it's, it's always like that. Or you'll put up a picture that you're really proud of and happy for people to see at the wrong time of the day. So everybody's either working and not looking at their phone and it just gets skewed under the rug because nobody saw it. And then sometimes I'll put up a random picture of my dog just sleeping or something at 8 o'clock at night and it's just blowing up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cute pet pic. And, and those have like a different level of viral ability, I think. Tyler Ray, can't wait to see you back in action. LFA84. Sir, were there people that you needed to shout out to or thank? Uh, I mean, I, I want to give a huge shout out to my wife for putting up with me throughout this whole entire quarantine and being there for me when I'm down and depressed and upset or whatnot. She's been there the highest highs, lowest lows. She's also a nutritionist and has helped me with my weight cut. So this, this time through, I'm having the best weight cut I've had ever, feeling great. So shout out to her on that. Shout out to my team at Stanford. I mean, the names speak for themselves. We might as well just call ourselves the welterweight factory because we just produce one welterweight after another. Like, we got the top two fighting for each other, the belt, and then, I mean, we just had Sato over the weekend with a quick 48-second knockout. And, I mean, the list goes on at our gym for names. Shout out to Derek. My boxing coach, shout out to George Santiago and my family for supporting me. And I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of people. I always do. But everyone knows their impact on my life and they all know who they are. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Sanford Pentagon is going to be the arena. It's a closed door event. So check out LFA 84. July 10th on UFC Fight Pass. Sign up for your free trial if you haven't before. I'm guaranteeing you, if you're a combat sports fan, you're going to need to subscribe. The best fights are on UFC Fight Pass. Again, Tyler Ray, thank you so much for the time. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.